Welcome to the Kingdom Mama Mentor Podcast, where Kingdom moms are encouraged to walk led by the Spirit and embrace freedom, all for the glory of the Lord. I am your host, Christine Edinger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Kingdom Mama Mentor Podcast. I am so excited about today's message. So I hope that you're ready. We're going to dive right into it. First, I'm going to start off with a prayer, just posturing my heart in submission to the Lord, and then also just praying for your heart that you are ready to hear and see God in the next few minutes and what he has to show you about himself and the work that he wants to do in and through you. So Father, I just come to you now acknowledging that you are the God of the universe, that you have created all things and through you, God, you breathe life into all things. God, I pray for the listener right now that you would just prepare their heart to receive what it is that you have given me to say that you would shine a light, Holy Spirit, in any dark places that you want to be revealed to them, that they may be hiding in shame so that they may not shrink, but they would be magnified for the sake of the gospel. And God, if there are any words that you want me to keep quiet and throw away from my mouth, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do that supernaturally. May these words be edifying to my sisters' minds, their hearts, and their souls today. Help me to say nothing that would point to myself, but only point to you, Jesus, our King. We love you and we praise you. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So last week, we talked about the indicators that you might be living in shame. And we talked about what the actual definition of shame is. By, you know, the world, they categorize and define shame as an emotion, a deep, complex emotion. But what we see when we look at God's word is that shame is a misplaced identity. Shame causes you to shrink. And what we see in scripture, all throughout scripture, is God pursuing the lowly, the shame-filled, and then transforming their lives in order that he might be magnified. Amen. And so today I want to look at a very distinct character in the Bible. And last season we highlighted his story when we talked about suffering for the sake of righteousness in the terms of betrayal. And so you, if you listen last season, then this story is familiar to you. But today we are taking a look specifically at if this man would have lived a misplaced identity, then generations would have been changed. But instead, he decided to believe in who God was and follow his commands and be used for the glory of God. So let's get into it. Today, we are talking about Joseph. And if you're familiar with Joseph's story, it begins in Genesis chapter 37. And it goes, the part that we're going to be highlighting goes to about chapter 41. There's so much in this story. But what I really want to highlight, and I'm not going to read a whole lot, but what I really want to highlight is what could have caused shame in Joseph's life. So what you're going to hear is three key points today that is necessary in order to walk in a God-filled identity. So not walking in your shame-filled identity, but walking in a God-centered, Christ-centered identity. One believing that 
God is full of truth and that you can trust him and that he has bestowed upon you gifts that you can use. So you're going to hear three points that are key to walking this out. And Joseph is a great example of this. So in chapter 37 in Genesis, it tells the story of Joseph and right off the bat, It tells you that Israel, also known as Jacob, who is Joseph's father, loved Joseph more than any of his sons because he was the son of his old age. He loved him so much, you guys, that he made him a robe of many colors. So back in this day, that's really special. You know, most robes are just, you know, thrown together, not a big deal. But Joseph had a special coat made for him that was just a sign of the favoritism that his father showed on him. And last season, we really highlighted this because we took a look at Joseph's brother's hearts and the bitterness and the hurt and the pain that they must have felt because their father showed such favoritism to the youngest brother, Joseph. And so that's the first thing that I really want you to see is the sin of Joseph's father, Jacob, the sin of showing your child favoritism when you have other children. I want you to bring that present day. If you're a mom of multiples and you show favoritism to one child, what repercussions is that going to have on your other children? They long to be loved and adored and cherished by you. And to watch you, their parent, show favoritism and so much more love and adoration towards another one of your children, that's incredibly painful. That is sin right? Like we see in scripture that God shows no favoritism, right? When it talks about his people, therefore we are to do the same. We are supposed to not show favoritism. And so right off the bat, I can't imagine how Joseph was treated by his brothers. Or can we? We can, because if you scoot on down towards the end of the chapter, Joseph's brother's they they plot against him. First, they want to kill him. But thankfully, through God's sovereignty, the brother Reuben say, no, 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 Let, let's just let's just sell him into slavery. OK, so Joseph's brothers, because of their extreme jealousy and extreme hatred for their brother, they sold him into slavery. They sold him to the Midianites who sold him into Egypt to Potiphar, who was an officer of Pharaoh, who was a captain of the guard, okay? In Potiphar's care, he becomes extremely powerful. Like Potiphar really respects him. He sees that the Lord is with him. And from there, he basically gives him like territory over his house. He's like first in command over Potiphar's, um, you know, his, his territory. But through that, Potiphar's wife she began to lust after Joseph. And because Joseph was following after the Lord, he withstood her, you know, um, she would like throw him herself at him, basically, like in, you know, terms today, she would just put herself out there for him. And she even did so much like he would reject and refuse her, um, her passes at him. But then she got a hold of his garment one time and he ran away. And then she made an accusation about Joseph that he, this Hebrew man, talking about Joseph, came to make fun of them. 
and basically making accusations about Joseph that never occurred. Joseph was pursuing God. Joseph was not worried about Potiphar's wife, and he was respectful and loyal to his master Potiphar, so he was not going to lie with the wife. Sin number two against Joseph that could have caused him shame was accusatory statements. So this gets Joseph thrown into prison. Prison. Can you imagine present day somebody lying about you and you getting sent to prison because of it? That's exactly what happened to Joseph. So number one, he gets sold into slavery by his brothers because of their extreme jealousy, because of their father's sin of showing favoritism towards him. And also the dreams that Joseph was having about being more powerful than, than his brothers one day. Sin number one, uh, from the parent of Joseph, as well as the brother of Joseph, right? The brothers of Joseph. And then Potiphar's wife, all three sins of other people that could have caused Joseph shame. Now, I'm not saying that Joseph didn't have emotions about this. Joseph is very much human. We see that even Jesus had emotions, right? So I'm not saying that Joseph didn't have emotional responses to this. However, he was not disobedient and he did not stop following the Lord. Joseph knew that God was with him. It says that throughout these passages in chapter 38 and 39 and even into 40 and 41, that Joseph knew that God was with him. Okay, so therefore, Joseph stayed the course and just allowed these things to happen, but did not assign it to mean anything about who he was because he knew God was with him. Okay, are you catching on? So as we move on, Joseph is now in prison. We're about in chapter 40 now. And the prisoners start having these dreams and Joseph being Joseph and God giving him these gifts of being able to interpret these dreams. The, the, the prisoners start seeing that, you know, this guy has a gift. And so two years later, Pharaoh has a dream and he has no idea how to interpret this dream. Right. And then he remembers this prisoner that has a gift and who he knows God has favor on. And so he invites Joseph to hear about his dream, interpret his dream, and he found favor in his dream. Not only that, but his interpretation was accurate. From there, and this is where we're going to wrap up the summary of what's happened in Joseph's life. From there, Joseph was named the like the, the second in command next to Pharaoh over all of Egypt. All of Egypt, okay? And so three things I need you to see. So three things that I need you to see here. Number one, Joseph believed in who God was. He never wavered. At least scripture doesn't show it, right? And all scripture is God inspired. And so the parts that he wants us to see are there. Joseph never wavered from trusting God's sovereignty. He knew who God was, the God of his ancestors. He knew who God was and he trusted in the person of God. That is, that is so necessary and essential in order to not live from a place of shame, right? Because 
Had Joseph believed in the circumstances and identified himself from the sins of the people around him, his brothers, his father, Potiphar's wife, um, Potiphar who threw him in prison, had he put his identity in the circumstances around him and the sin of others, Joseph would have lived in shame. Amen. But Joseph believed in who God was, the sovereignty of God. Number two, he followed God's commands, his truth. What does this allow to do in our lives? When we know who God is and we can rest in who God is, we see scripture that tells us how to live and follow God's commands, his truth. And that allows us to move forward. See, shame will allow you to shrink, like get small, hide in isolation. Think about all the indicators from last week. It'll allow you to shrink, get small, and not move forward. You'll get stuck when you live from a place of shame. But if you're so focused on who God is and the fact that he wants to do a work in you and through you to magnify himself, then you're no longer thinking about the sin that has been transgressed against you or even your sin. Because God is not going to fail himself. Amen. God is set out to be glorified. And if you call yourself a believer in Jesus Christ, a born again Christian, then that work he wants to do in and through you also. Amen. Come on, somebody. So number two, Joseph followed God's commands. You're not going to follow someone that you don't believe in. Joseph first had a sure foundation of who God is. Number one. Number two, he followed the commands that God had set before him. The truth, which allowed him to move forward. You can't move forward when you're stuck in shame. The same patterns and behaviors repeat yourself over and over and over. Think about Joseph's brothers. Think about the shame that they lived in. The sins of their dad, the favoritism shown from their dad, sin of someone else caused them to live in shame. And what did shame do? It allowed them to plot murder and slavery against their brother. That's what shame does. It causes you to get bitter, play the victim mentality, and then sin against other people and yourself, which is sinning against the Lord, right? So number three, because of number one, believing in who God was, and because of number two, following God's commands, number three, he was able, listen, listen to this, He was able to walk freely in the gifts that God bestowed upon him. Listen to me, friends. When you are stuck in shame, you will not even be aware of the gifts that God has given to you through his Holy Spirit. Shame keeps you stuck. If Joseph had identified with the sins done against him or even his own sin, he would not have seen the gift of interpretation of dreams and the gifts that God gave him being able to interpret these dreams 
eventually put him in a position to deliver people from famine. I don't know if you heard that because Joseph believed in who God was and the gifts that God bestowed upon him. Joseph ended up in a position to deliver people from a famine. Listen, listen, if you're listening today and you believe that you might be stuck in shame right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just invade upon the heart of the listener and that you would make it very clear that you have chosen them for a time as this to shed light into a dark world and to free them from their own shame and bondage. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're listening today, I have zero doubt that God wants to, you to know if you stay stuck in your shame and you don't walk towards it with curiosity, not condemnation, and release it to the Lord, rebuke it in the name of Jesus, then you will miss the gifts given to you by way of Holy Spirit. Scripture tells us that as the body of Christ, we are all given gifts. That's how we operate as a church. But if you're stuck in shame and you're not moving forward, like point number two, you're not following God's commands, being obedient to his word, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And friends, speaking from experience, I almost missed being used by God in a mighty way because of my own shame. Because I assigned my own identity based off the things that have been done to me and based off of my own sin. So my charge for you today is this. Get before the Lord. And number one, if you haven't surrendered your life to the gospel of Jesus Christ, do it. There's no better time than now. And real quickly, like I said, I was going to do every season or every episode on this season. I need you to know what the gospel says. In, in Romans 3.23, it says that all have sinned. You and I and everybody that you lay eyes on today, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God's standard is perfection. We see that in the garden. And the moment that we sinned, Adam and Eve, then we are just completely infiltrated with sin, okay? We have no way back to God unless he sends a savior. And so Jesus comes, lives the perfect life, just completely blameless, spotless, on earth, and then dies the perfect death. And in that moment, all of God's wrath is laid on Jesus. And he pays the penalty of our sin so that 
you now can be reconciled to the Father, adopted into this eternal family, and be a co-heir with Christ on the throne. That's the gospel, and that is freedom, and that's the only way that you are going to be freed from your shame today. So friends, I urge you to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, believing that he lived the perfect life, that he died the perfect death, that he rose on the third day and he is coming back for his people. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your faith in that. Deny yourself. Deny the narrative that you have been telling yourself. Deny your flesh that is so infiltrated with sin and put your faith, hope, and trust in Jesus Christ alone. Crucify your flesh, Galatians 2.20 says. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Die to yourself. If anybody wants to be my disciple, Jesus says, he will pick up his cross, follow me daily. We have to die to our flesh daily. If you want to be freed from your sin and your shame, then you must die to your flesh. Say, Father, I confess that I need you to save me. Thank you for the complete and perfect sacrifice that is in Jesus. I put my trust in him and him alone, no longer in myself to give me identity, but solely in you. (sighs) Well, that's all the message that I have for you guys today. Believe in who God is. Follow God's commands in obedience and walk freely in the gifts that God has given you. Once Christ becomes your savior, you are given the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit comes with gifts in order to do God's work. We cannot do God's work without his spirit. Amen. And I need a favor from you guys. So as I was preparing this this podcast episode, God laid on my heart um, what he wanted my next episode to be. Bear with me here. But in order to share about next week's episode, I need you guys to do me a favor and either write a review on Facebook, Instagram, and make sure you tag me so I see it. If anything that I have done on social media or this podcast or maybe in person, if anything that I have done as a living vessel for Jesus Christ has had any impact on you over the last four years, would you do that for me, please? And there's a point to this. This is not about glorifying myself. This is completely about... This is completely about showing you guys next week how my life could have gone vastly different had I sat in my shame-filled identity. And so if my podcast, if my posts on any of my social media platforms, if any of them have had impact on you, do me a favor and tag me in a post or a story this week. 
I promise to share them, but I just want you to reflect on the impact that God has had in my life for you. And it could be anyone, right? Like, again, I'm not tooting my horn. I need you to hear that it is only through the power of Holy Spirit that I stand here today. And you'll understand next week. But would you do that for me? Just tag me in in how this podcast or how my social media platforms have impacted you on a personal level or maybe people that you know over the last four years. <sighs> Thank you in advance. <laughs> um, okay, so next week is going to be... Um, It's going to be heavy, but it is time for me to share and it is time for you guys to really understand. Why I'm so passionate about the gospel. And how vastly different my life looks now than four years ago. And how I desire to set you free through Holy Spirit. Until then, though. (laughs) So sorry, you guys. Until then, feel free to send in any prayer requests you might have to emotionsforholiness at gmail.com. You can also just DM me on any of the platforms. They're listed in the show notes below. And also I'll just reference the scripture passage of Genesis 37 through 41 that we covered today. Friends, I love you. I love you, my kingdom moms. And maybe you're not even a mom yet. I love you, kingdom women. I am encouraged by you. And please know that God sees you and he loves you and he desires to set you free way more than you could ever know. If you don't think freedom is for you, you are wrong, my friend. You must not know the Jesus of the Bible. Until next week, my friends, be blessed.